This is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Anytime I hear you posting something on a forum or just writing messages sometimes about difficult topics where something needs to be done, right. you write WWIT, tell, yeah. uh, tell me what it is and educate me a bit on the importance of this, of, of this mantra or whatever so it is. So first of all, right? it, what does it stand for? Yeah. It's what would it take? Okay. Okay, so a typical, you were saying you were using this, you, you were at another meeting and you were saying that, hey, maybe we can't get together for this interview today. And I, I asked you, well, what would it take to get together today would be the full version of what I asked yeah. you. And, and then you came up with a solution. Yeah, I cut the last minute in half and went here by taxi. Yeah. So, and it all worked out perfect. So, so in, when we're in business, we often have challenges and problems. Okay. And it's easy to spend the focus, to focus on the problem, to worry about things. That's something I used to do in my business. I just worry, is that when, what, what happens if the money doesn't come in? What am I going to do? You know? right. And it, oh, focuses me, it focuses the brain on the problem, not on solutions. Mm -hmm. And energetically, law of attraction, if you're focusing on what, worrying about what the bad things will happen, it tends to attract bad things. So asking what would it take flips that around, okay? It focuses on solutions and not on the problem. So it tends to, energetically, it tends to attract solutions. It also, it's like doing, you know when you put something in Google and Google gives you all these results back? When you ask what would it take to your own brain, it's like you send off your own brain. As soon as you ask a question to your own brain, it wants to find answers. It's gone yeah. off on its own mm -hmm. little search. And so it's now searching the solution space. What would work here? Okay, and then the way that's phrased, what will it take? There's an implied thing there that there's action gonna happen, right? So it's also saying, hey, find, do, take some action. And so what tends to happen is you come up with this, I call inspired actions, mm -hmm. that, oh, I could take a taxi, or what would it take to get more, 10 more clients this month? Oh, I could do this or that or this. And you come up with inspired actions to do. Because there, there are no limits, no boundaries of what could be possible. So you're just dreaming, yeah. brainstorming, and then... Right. So let's, that's the basics of what would it take. You have a problem, you ask, what will it take to get what I want? You might need to reframe it a bit, the wording, yeah. uh, to, to say what you actually want as opposed to focusing on the problem. So if your problem is you don't have enough money, it's like you don't... You say, what would it take to get a certain amount of money? Mm. And you can play around with that. I mean, with, with the money thing, suppose you need $10,000 in your business, you could say, what would it take to have $10,000 uh, by this Friday? It's good to put a time period in there because otherwise, you know, mm. your brain's not necessarily searching for the right <laughs> solutions, right? If you say, what would it take to get $10,000 by 2020? That's a little different from $10,000 by next Friday. Um, so it's good to be specific. But you can also play around with that Because you can ask that question, but you can also say, what would it take to get $1,000 by this Friday? And if that's too overwhelming, you say, what would it take to get $3 by this Friday? Hopefully, you can find three extra dollars. And, and then you would business. step it up. And you then you say, okay. Why don't you just play around with different amounts? You can just play around with all the different amounts. Because 
maybe you get different answers at different levels and they're all possibly useful answers. What was the biggest thing you have ever come up with by asking this? I, is, is it okay to tell dangerous stories in this channel? I, I didn't know. We already said fuck a couple of times. We, We did, talked about penis counting. and vagina. Oh, okay. I think this video will be X-rated. Okay, we'll so right. I went good. I was on the, the Till X channel. So, uh, <laughs> the most, I mean, I've used it for a lot of things. I've used it for business things. I've used it to get big deals. Like that 80,000 deal I told you about, I used it in that mm -hmm. to help get that. Um, but the, the thing that first came to my mind was I was in Saigon in Vietnam and I wanted to get a regular massage. And I go to this massage parlor down the street from my hotel. It looked okay. I must admit, I wasn't really paying attention to my intuition because they take me up to the fourth floor yeah. for the massage. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit weird. Why do we have to go up so high? And then, um, anyway, she wanted to give me a happy ending. And I just wanted a regular massage. So... She gave me, you know, she stopped trying to give me a happy ending. And... She gave me the regular massage. And then the guy, you know, her manager comes in and like there's this whole emotional scene to try and shake me down for as many Vietnamese dong as they could. You know, they had a bill that said they'd done extra things that they hadn't done and they'd given me some things I hadn't they, like, they put a face mask on me which I hadn't asked for. Yeah. But, like they'd slapped it on before I could get it off. You know? and, um, and then she wanted a tip Right. So first of all, she wanted half a million Vietnamese dong for a tip. And oh. Kind of, uh, eventually, and she was crying, like, and it was like twenty-five dollars. And then, like, there's three other guys in the room. One of who, you know, had some scars on his face, and looked like he might beat me up. And you know, someone else just looked a bit um, confused. And someone else was supposed to be her brother. And, you know, so there was a whole... And obviously they practiced. I mean, I could tell at one level this was like a little game they used to they mm. play on tourists, you know. But on the other hand, you don't know quite how it's going to dim down. And I am on the fourth floor of this house. So it's not, I can't just walk out yeah. easily. So, so I kept asking my own... I, I, I connected the light. <laughs> I sent love to, and light to all of them. And I kept asking, what would it take to, you know... Yeah, what I want, which was to leave safely at a reasonable price. So, what happened? So, she did her crying play. I ended up giving her a hundred thousand dong. She left the scene. Then there was the tough guy and the dumb guy. And then, you know, I, I kept saying, you know, and, and I think the thing that really got to them is I kept being nice and smiling, mm. you know, and they're kind of threatening me indirectly. And, and then he gets his boss on the phone who's obviously in the room downstairs anyway we negotiated a thing. I didn't pay that much more than the massage was I think the massage was supposed to be 300,000 dong and I ended up paying 400 and something and so that was quite exciting you know and the what would it take really changed the situation for you yeah I used the what would it I used the connecting to the light connecting okay. to their hearts I, I also, I mean, I have a, I'm a, I'm a bit, um, I don't know what the right word is here, but um, I used to be, you know, 
nice about using my spiritual gifts. Now I'm like, fuck it. If someone's kind of come into my reality and fuck with me, they're going to get every spiritual tool I know how to do, which often the ultimate thing I can do is upgrade their vibration. Mm -hmm. So you know how people go through life and they hopefully grow and become more conscious? If I am feeling pissed off about something, I will just zap them with so much light that they are going to upgrade now. So I don't know what happened. I didn't go back to check on that Vietnamese group of people. Maybe they all died by now. They might have died. And I'm okay. If they died, you know, that sometimes, sometimes people can't take being more conscious and they do die. And that's fine. We all incarnate. We all have these adventures. You know, if someone dies due to getting too much light, tough tits. They shouldn't have come into my reality. They, I don't think they die that often. But I mean, I'm okay. I'm not concerned whether they choose to die or not. Because they just go to heaven or wherever they go. And it's no big deal. But more likely, they're just going to have something disrupt. What happens typically when someone is upgraded in a, uh, maybe violence the wrong word, but in an extreme way, is that they have a crisis in their life. You know, if they're running a pimp parlor and screwing over tourists, maybe they have a health challenge. Maybe they have a sudden insight that perhaps this isn't the best thing for them to be doing. Maybe they find out that doing this is a spiritual practice. Mm. You know, I don't know, but I think they change. And they often don't know what to do with that. What is the question that no one asks you that you would like to be asked? Um, well, that's a great question. Um, well, you haven't asked me where I'm from, but I mean, that's a pretty easy one. That's always being asked. So, um, But that no one asks. Yeah, I can't think of a question no one asks. I have to think about okay. that. If it comes up, post it in the comments. Sure. Happy to do that, man. Great, awesome. Great interview. So great to meet you, Till. Um, I know you're from Germany and uh, you have some kind of business there, but what, what exactly is it you do? I'm running um, a consulting company. We consult software companies to help them with marketing. My mm. background is IT, like yours. Yeah. And I learned how to talk to IT people. Mm. So with that knowledge or with that sensing of IT people, I, I thought I could help them with marketing because that's what I learned to do three years ago. Mm. So I had a career transition from IT to marketing. Great. And that's what so we do now. I know that one of the spiritual tools you've been using, that uh, I've been sharing with people is the what would it take? Yes. Okay. Can you just share how that's changed your business? It definitely changed my perspective on, on how I approach growth. So right now we are building a, a software as a service tool and um, normally with software as a service it has some a certain growth curve and um, we're not we're not really in, in the growth phase now we're still doing uh, I would say the, the development the product phase um, just but just by thinking about this what is a product I can make so basically I asked myself what would it take in order to build a scalable business so mm. I just cleared out certain ideas for a product Mm. that weren't even relevant, that mm. would never scale. And I got to something that could really work. That's great. So you got clear about what you wanted, and then you said, what would it take to get what I wanted? Exactly, yeah. I, I really asked myself, what would it take in order to make uh, 1,000 per month mm. in revenue? 
And then I asked myself, what would it take to get to uh, 10,000 per month and then 100,000 oh. and then a million? And um, of course, we're, we're not there yet, but it, it definitely opened me up to the perspective that it could be possible. Mm. So we heard the talk yesterday, uh, mm -hmm. the one guy who made 800,000 per month in revenue. Yes. In 20 months, growth. <laughs> within, within less than two years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but if... If you run a software business or if you start a software business like this and you, you would ask that question, you would see how you could rule out certain business models that don't work, mm. right? So, for example, if you have a, soft, a, a service business, right, it wouldn't work like that mm -hmm. because you would add too much cost and then your business would be 200 people in order mm -hmm. to reach this revenue. But with a software yeah. business, you could reach it with 20 people. Mm -hmm. So this definitely changed my perspective on what I'm building. Mm. Yeah, That's great. And then... One of the things I teach people is to use nested, what's with it, what would it take? So you ask them what would it take, what would it take to have $10,000 a month? You come back with whatever it is, I don't know whether it was content marketing yes. or uh, outreach or... Yes. And that, then that, if you're not sure mm -hmm. how to do that one, you ask them what would it take again? What would it take to do content marketing to generate 10000 Yeah, well, that is something that, that you actually told me. We had one session together, mm. I think. Yeah, almost half a year ago, but yeah. a bit more. And you taught me this concept, and I'm grateful for for having received that. Um, because what what I did asking reverse, right? So I, I asked like, what would it take to make a really scalable software business, and then I asked what would it take in order to reach that level. Mm -hmm. So basically, asked nested down. So, yeah. Uh, what are the marketing channels? What marketing channels would I need in order to reach that? Mm -hmm. And so I noticed, okay, I will need to start with uh, direct sales. And so then you I could ask, what would it take to know what marketing channels I need to go to have $10,000 yeah. a month? Yeah. So basically reverse from, reverse yeah. engineer from, from yeah. the back. And I did that and before. And keep but, drilling down until yeah. you get to what you know how to do. Yeah. But the, for me, it's, it's still only a word, but it, it has attached like a, a limitless mm. uh, perspective on these things. Mm -hmm. That's what... That's what's changed for me. So you went, and I still have it in my Trello board. Closed mindset yeah. of limited possibilities, and by using what would it take, you opened up to unlimited possibilities. Yeah, it's like a framework to asking. Yes, and I still have it in my Trello board. Oh. It's a, it says what would it take to reach the next level, and then I oh. in the card it's, it, it it actually asks what would it take to get to one hundred thousand, then to ten thousand, to a thousand. That's great. And now I know exactly what's the next level to get to one thousand. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a great thing because with sales numbers you've got an actual number you know you know i've got nine thousand coming in this month you can tell how you're doing and you can say what would it take to get to ten thousand yeah so i don't know if we shared this before but you can use this with other things like if you've got uh an employee or a vendor and you rate them on a scale of zero to ten mm. so this employee's currently on an eight out of ten for me you can ask what would it take to be a 9 out of 10 what yeah. would it take to be a 10 out of 10 and vice versa you could ask the employee to rate the company how do you, right. much do you enjoy working here how much do you value this that and the other and they can yeah I, I really like that um, but you can go up one level at a time it's usually better if they're at a 5 out of right. 10 on something then what would it take to get them to a 6 yes Jack Canfield was interviewed in a podcast and he said specifically that Mm. because he's doing this with his family mm -hmm. I think every evening he sits down how was your day mm. Mm. rated from 0 to 10 yeah. and if it's not a 10 what would have what would you have needed to change in order to reach a 10 right what do you want to do differently tomorrow and that's what I do every evening um, so every mm. evening I have this 
I bought an app which is called the Day One app. It's a journal. Uh -huh. Do you know it? It's no. like an iPhone app where you can put in your journal. Okay. And then I copy a certain text, which I call the gratitude log. Yeah. And it lists three things I'm grateful for. But then it goes into more detail of what would I need have needed to do in order to make it much better. How could mm. I have made the day much better? Yeah. And just by asking that. Basically, it is kind of a what would it take. Yeah. It's just, for me, way. it's phrased differently. Yeah. Sure. I might need to adjust that. Yeah, yeah. we'll play around with it. They all have different words, have different energies. Yeah. I think what would it take has a very expansive, open, solution-orientated energy. Yeah, I like it, definitely. Yeah. So how much do you use intuition in your business these days? The word intuition is still a bit difficult for me to grasp. Um, I... I Okay, I'm, I'm still not really good at that. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'll be honest. Um, but what I learned was when my body responds differently mm. than what I've, what I've expected, there's something wrong. There's a disconnect between the, the Can you the, give the an example of your body responding differently? Okay, a specific example. I was in San Francisco. Um, mm. So I had a software business in Germany. We were developing software for other for startups and for businesses, normally in Germany. And I was in San Francisco at a client's office and the client was in our office, we just some kind of swap. And my then business partner, he called me up and asked me, what am I actually doing? Mm. Because I was basically going on coffee meetings every day, two or three coffee meetings and then networking, even, uh, networking in the evening because we wanted to get more clients and eventually it worked out like that. Mm. But just me receiving this phone call and receiving emails as well, <clears throat> I noticed specifically with this email and I noticed when I can still recall the situation where I sat in this tiny San Francisco apartment and this email came in and it was my push notification. I hence switched the push notification off because it's a bad thing to do anyway. Um, but at that point, I, I wasn't that conscious. So I had the push notification. The email came in and it was him asking me, what are you doing? Mm. We have X, Y, and Z, right? And I noticed how, my, how I was cringing. My body was mm. like getting stiff. And I noticed this is not the right thing to do. So this is, for once, it's a, it's a, it's a wrong business model. Mm. And second, the partner constellation, I, it's a really good friend of mine. It's a mm. really good business partner. I can only recommend him. Mm -hmm. um, but at that, at that point, it wasn't the right thing for me yeah. because he had too much power. I wanted to have the power mm. myself. Mm. So my body was stiffing. I said, oh, yeah. this is weird because normally you should be able to ask that, right? Mm. Should be able to, I mean, if you got a business partner, you should be able to be mm. asked what you're doing. Yeah. But my mind said that, but my gut and my heart said, yeah. oh, cringe. Yeah. And then, so and then I, I had, I had to, I, to change I had to change something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Good. around a year later, I changed it. Yeah. yeah. So that was, I would say, intuition. Uh, for me, the intuition is sometimes hard to access. Mm -hmm. um, Body's it's a great, it's, a great it's way to the body, get yeah. it. You know, a lot of people get messages from their body. Yeah, I, I know, think everyone I does. I know billionaire George Soros knows when he should get out of a big money posi investment yeah. position because he starts getting a backache. Yeah. And that's his clue to sell. Also, another thing I know, and this is more on the brain side, so uh, let's say if you the person watching this video is knows that, that you're more brain-sided, I can tell you what helps for me, right? Mm. Which is the principle of excitement. If you're excited mm. about something, mm -hmm. it is probably the wrong thing to do. Mm, interesting. 
excitement normally means I want to have it right now. Oh. I want to work through the next day and don't sleep and just get it and just set everything up that it runs mm. automatically mm. and then I got to make money mm. every day hence after, mm. which is a dream that will never come true. Mm. So when I'm too excited about things, I, get, I take a step back oh. and take it slow. Mm -hmm. So, for example, right now we're recording this with my camera um, because I'm starting my vlog. I'm super excited about this. But what I said was, I, I'm too excited about it. <laughs> I need to ro I mean, to even it out. Like, I need to make one video per week. You and don't, three don't day, overdo it. I would. I would yeah. if I could. But it yeah. would be the wrong thing to do. It would burn me out. Yeah. And my intuition at that point is, okay, you're too excited. It doesn't make any sense. So, keep it, mm. keep it slow. Take your time. Mm. Does it make sense? Yeah, it's sort of like when you're having sex and you don't want to ejaculate prematurely. Yeah. Got to kind of take it back yeah. a bit, enjoy the sensation, spread it out. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I get what you're saying. So mm. that you're picking a message from your emotional state there and it's a clue yeah. to you that there's yeah. something not quite right. Yeah, because especially as entrepreneurs, I think we are more, we are very, very brain-driven, very data-driven, but intuition, it's hard to, to get to. Only through all the training we've gone through to like hammer into us that we're supposed to be data-driven. Yeah, because I everyone tells children, you to. I right? think, yeah, I mean, I think young children who are less than three years old are not data-driven. They're, you know, they follow their creativity and their intuition, and they're full of joy and wonder. <laughs> well, That's why we like children so much. But then that they're is socialized true. in school to follow the data. That is true. However, what you would naturally... So intuition is not what you naturally, I would say. It's not what, it's you, not what you naturally do. Oh. So if you would naturally... It's not what we naturally do as adults, but it is what we naturally do as young children. Yes, but let's say you want to reach certain things in business. Let's say you want to... Mm, I can only speak for myself. So... Mm -hmm. If I would act now like I acted with, as a small child, I would yeah. never bring out a product because I would only build the product all the time and never bring it out to the market. Yeah. Well, we, we have to, it's helpful to have both, both the data-driven yes. and the intuition. Yes. You have the patience and the dedication to follow a, a goal-driven path, but you also have the joy and wonder and creativity to make that a wonderful business creation. Yes. You, it, it, it's like a combination of things. I mean, I know when I'm investing in businesses yeah. that, um, you know, I'm in a private investment group and they present, you know, they bring companies on to present. And I just get a feeling that, like, this is a bad investment. There was, yeah. there was some group that came on and all the numbers were right, all the logic was right, all the protections were in there to say, oh, if this doesn't happen, they can make it up this way. And they totally screwed it over. <laughs> I mean, I didn't invest in it, I'm glad to say, but the people who did lost all their money. But I just knew there was something off. And then you, so I you didn't, didn't get in. Yeah. I didn't get in. Yeah. It's, um, yeah which, I mean, you, you know this thing when you, when you buy something on eBay and you get excited about it, I want to have this thing. And mm. It may be, be too much, maybe also with investment. Yeah, let's do it. Let's throw yeah. this money in. We were going to be rich. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's too much greed that goes on. Yeah. Instead of seeing, what is there a real generative business here? Is the passion and excitement for what they're doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I look for in other businesses. Is it? Is are the people? You know, are they? Are they passionate about it? And are, do they have a good? They've got to have a good plan. They need to be. They they want to be doing it. And they. Yes. It's almost like 
the way I think it is, I, I don't know if you, have you ever written a book or... I did, yeah. Did you feel that you wrote the book or that the book wrote you? Were there moments where you felt this book has to come out and it's going to come out through me? That's a good question. It's been some time. Um, I felt like it's more, it's a system that I work through and I, I do it regardless. It was me controlling the book. You control the book. And I think, But if you yeah. talk to other authors, you'll find, like I, talk, I did an interview with Dan Norris and he's had that experience. Like he just wrote a book called Create or Hate about creating or criticizing yourself. Yeah. And he felt that that book needed to come out well, that's and good. It, that's it how it just, should be. Yeah. That's how it and he be, felt yeah. that with some of his other books that's too. Great. Yeah. Um, the, his books are much better than the, mine. <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say. And his books but, are great. But my point is that's a common experience yes. with authors that, you know, if you pay attention, it's like, yes, I am writing the book and I'm, I'm doing it consciously. And sure, I'm following steps and having a plan. And this thing wants to come out through me. And the same thing with business. If you're doing the business right, it just feels like it's flowing and this business just wants to grow and create through me and my team. Yeah. You know? When I'm doing it not good, I'm trying to follow logical steps and I'm hiring what appears to be the right person, but they're not really a good fit. Yes. And then things don't go easily. It's all a struggle or it doesn't really but you know, get the market share it deserves. What I found where my intuition really was at work was when I delegated things to my employees. Mm. It was just lately where I delegated the goal setting to them. Mm. It was brilliant. Yes. I showed them OKR, you know that? It's a, it's a principle by Google, objective and key results. It's like a smart goal setting. OKR. OKR, yeah. Can you explain what that means? It's objectives and key results. Objectives so you set objectives, oh, which okay. are like the big carry goals normally. Where you want to get to. Yeah. Uh, yes, key yes. key results to measure how you're getting there. For example, one third more social media engagement. And the key result would be uh, increase Twitter following by 50%, uh, mm-hmm. publish four more YouTube videos, and, and, and something else. Yeah. Right? These are yeah. the key results that are yeah. really measurable. And once you get to these results, it's likely that the, the objective is met. Yeah. And you don't, you should not get to every, to everything because yeah. then the, the key results are not, mm-hmm. are not, not ambitious enough. So instead of you micromanaging them, you were saying, here's where we want to go, and you figure out how you're going to get there. Yeah, I, I told them, hey guys, it would be nice if we could uh, all switch to a product. Mm-hmm. What would it take in, for us to, to, to make that? And so we, we wrote down the cost and then, okay, this is the revenue mm-hmm. that we would need to achieve in order to, yeah. to make up for that. And then, um, and then we set the objectives and key results for the company, but then also for each individual, individual team member. Um, of course, they are connected, right? Because one person works with something, then the company is affected. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's in a way, uh, there's a great article by Stephen Moody, uh, the Beachhead Marketing on Medium. He says, these uh, goals should be, should be actually KPIs. And mm-hmm. every team member right. should have a KPI attached. So yes. this is kind of the same principle. So every team member has these key results and they, are, they have KPIs in it. You know, you know we don't say like improve communication. You say have fewer meetings and more time spent on the important things mm-hmm. uh, by X number. So you have a KPI. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I gave that, and I, I only told my, um, I feel like a, a lead manager, 
And I gave it to him, and he, I just gave him, like, look, in, look into OKR and see what we do. And then he was talking uh, to another employee, and, and they were figuring out themselves. Uh-huh. That was beautiful. Uh-huh. So but just by stepping back, uh-huh. and, and I, it, fe- it, felt, it felt right. Yes, yeah, it totally did, felt right. You held the space for them to help yeah. create, co-create this business. And yeah. You gave them some instruction, and then yeah. you're letting the business flow into where it needs to go. I think especially in goal setting, you cannot force that. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give you a little add-on you can do to this. Okay. So they've come up with this plan, objective, key steps. Mm-hmm. Now have them write a letter from their future self. If this goal is from a year, is it a year <laughs> annual goal? Uh, quarterly. Quarterly. Okay, have them write a letter from their self in three months' time saying... Here's what I achieved, and here's the steps I took to achieve it. And you write it all in the past tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Because that, is, that is a good idea. Because energetically, there's a big difference from saying, I will do something. Yep. Because energetically, there's a big difference between saying, I will do something, versus saying, I have mm-hmm. done something, or I am doing something. So it's much more powerful putting it in the past, because... When you say, I've done something, you totally have certainty it has been done. When you say you will do something, there's yes. like this uncertainty. Yes. Is, is it going to happen, isn't it? So I have a suggestion. Yeah. We stop at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to ask my employees to do that. Okay. And then we hook, up, we hook up on, on Skype sure. in three months from now and see how it went. Love to. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?